if you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat, if you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck, or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket, and keep your feet tucked up safe, because we've got a story for you. It happened to a friend of a friend. Hi! Hi! We're back. We we're seeing, we saw each other last week, too, because we're a little off with our, our schedules. Yeah. But that's okay. It's nice to see you so frequently. I know. It's good. Last week, I was had, like, makeup and everything on. Today, I'm oh so natural. Much. No, I didn't put any effort in to come see you today. That's okay. Sorry. I had a tea, and now I'm, like, I've got the tea sweats. I'm oh, tea or menopause sweat. I don't know. It could be menopause. I don't uh, know. I, I, I feel like sometimes I have menopause. I feel like just, like, hot flashes start usually around when you have kids and stuff right i don't know i don't know i don't know either i always feel internally hot i'm always, always. super hot or super cold so who knows yeah. and it's been hot the last few days so. yeah it's ha- hot it actually hurt. feels really nice in here you know why because the vent is like right here oh. beside us okay, so yeah. the air conditioner is shooting out oh, it feels really good in here yeah so we're yeah. in stage one in Ontario as of today. Yay! I took it was a PA day, so I took the boys to Niagara Lake and we sat on a patio and had lunch. Oh, did you really? Yeah. Oh, that's cute. You actually took advantage of it. I did. Well, I didn't know if I'd be able to like get a reservation or get anywhere. Yeah. Because I've seen people have like really been trying to book and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was like, you know what? It's a PA day. I have a day off because I was able to switch around my my days off and whatever mm-hmm. and. So I'm like, I'm just going to take them. So yeah, we went to um, the Queen's Landing, the Tierra restaurant or whatever. We yeah. went to the patio there. Oh, nice. And <laughs> what? It's a little fancy. They had a burger. I mean, it's still a fancy ass burger. I used to work there. So I it's you fancy. You worked everywhere. I, t- I know. I did work <laughs> everywhere. I, I don't like to stay in one place too long. You know what, though? It was for me, it's go big or go home. Like, it's the yeah. first day of reopening. Yeah, it's fair. We were all off. I knew, like, I booked the reservation for about 1130, so it wasn't super lunchtime. So we yeah. weren't going to be bothering, like, fancy people who are trying to have a quiet lunch with kids around. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it was good. It was nice. I saw and the back of Uma Thurman when I worked there. Did you? Yes, I saw her walking. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That was my, my brush with fame. My only brush with fame. Yeah. No. No, it, it was good, but like they, they both got a burger and the waiter asked like, what kind of, do you want a house salad or Caesar salad on the side? I was like, do you have anything that's kid, like you have fries or something that's kind of kid friendly, friendly? And they're like, no, we don't have, they didn't have a fryer because I guess they were doing everything outside. Yeah. Like barbecue-ish. Yeah. So like, we don't have a fryer. I'm like, that's okay. Like just I'll eat their salads then it's fine. And he's like, well, is there anything else we can put? I'm like, well, do you have some berries or something? Because they both got like a fancy lemonade and mm-hmm. they put a strawberry on it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I was like, do you just have some berries you can put on the side? He's like, well, let me see what I can do. He came out with like this bowl of strawberries and blueberries, like <gasps> mixed base lit No kidding. Up. So he Strawberry Nick season. pretty much ate the bowl of berries. Yeah. And then we were leaving. That's nice. And um, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was totally nice. Was especially great. berries are way more expensive than potatoes. Yeah. It was, <laughs> I, I didn't really look at the bills. So I don't really know what they charge me for this. No, no, no. I just mean but... like in general, restaurants <laughs> don't usually do that because they're like, this is Again, a high like, cost. Again, like maybe yeah. they charged me for it and I just didn't notice it on the item. Maybe. Know, but it... we we're going to go get some ice cream after. And um, Nick was like, my stomach doesn't feel so good. I'm like, because you had a bowl of berries. Yeah. So yeah we'll go. just go yeah. home then, I guess. Yeah. But we got home and he was fine. Yeah. That's really sweet of them, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I guess go big or go home. I hear you. Yeah. I didn't do anything. No. It was like my day where I was like, I'm staying home and I'm, I'm going to avoid everything. 
Yes. I'm a bitter Betty about it. I'm kind of pissed. I I do have to buy a lot of stuff, so I'm kind of glad that things are opening. Mm-hmm. But like I don't give I'm sorry, I don't give a fuck about going to a restaurant because we've been grabbing takeout we do little picnics and stuff Mm -hmm. and I don't care that much about retail I want to get my vagina waxed (laughs) and I want a pedicure and I need my eyebrows done and my hair is horrendous I haven't gotten my hair cut since this time last year for like my wedding oh my god I'm so angry I'm so frustrated and I want my kid to go back to school you're so angry I'm furious yeah you're gonna have to uh tone down the volume in this probably yeah (laughs) yeah no I heard that the outlets were crazy yeah and even my dad texted me and I guess he went to a store he was looking for some stuff for the boys and he's like yeah it's it was like boxing day like people were going crazy yeah what did you expect yeah when the store is closed for one day people go nuts yeah next day Uh, yeah like of course they're gonna go nuts when it's been closed for multiple months yeah it's just and and people need things like it's like a different season. People have either been losing weight or gaining weight. Mm-hmm. Like your clothes don't fit you. I Like I said, I started that new job and I'm like, I don't have clothes to wear because I went through the whole pregnancy thing and had a baby. My body changed and fashion changed. I'm like, I don't, uh, I look pretty untrendy at work. Mm-hmm. A lot of stores People had curbside want to though. Yeah, a I know. Stores had but you want to try things on when your body changes too, right? That's true. Like, That's true. You're, I mean, you and I like to shop. We don't care. We shop online, but. Yes, that's, yes. So I don't know. I just felt like there was like higher needs or like my kid's not okay going back to school, which he mentally and physically like really needs. Mm-hmm. But um, you can open a mall so that there's a whole shit ton of people, even though it's an outdoor mall. It's mm-hmm. when it's loaded like that. Yeah. I don't want yeah. to get too political. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we're not going <laughs> to have a rant. No, I'm sorry. This I ranted. This is the ranting podcast. The Ontario Rant Fair. Podcast. It's just my feelings on it. And like, that's I'm totally upset. fine. I just feel like if and you can have those feelings and rants are okay, but I just feel like if we let it go on too long, that we're going to spend totally 20 fair. minutes. Totally fair. And I could about. rant about this forever. And and as could everybody. I just don't even know how to shave my legs. But it's been a year see, and I still don't see, know we're, how. We're getting, we're getting back on to angry rants. No, I was trying to be like funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was I trying to, to defer it into, legs, so. into funny. I, I can shave my legs properly. I can show you the little... It's okay. I don't want to. <laughs> my patchy spots where I forget all I don't really get really long leg hair, so... I can go, like, weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. And it's, like, you would barely notice it. I think that, like, people also don't necessarily want to hear about our leg hair that much either. Probably not. So, so well, yeah. I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. And this is... It happened to a friend of a friend. Oh, right. So, today we tried to pick Canadian mm-hmm. stuff because... Yeah. This episode is going to come out the week before Canada Day. Mm-hmm. And it was either do a Canada episode the week before or the week after Canada Day. Because yeah. we, we're not releasing anything the week of because we do a bi-weekly. Yeah. So we chose the week before. Just get you all excited for, for a holiday. For a long weekend. Yeah. Or I guess it's not really a long weekend because it's on a Thursday. But I took the Friday off. So I have like an extra long an extra weekend. extra long weekend. Yeah. Very nice. I don't even know what long weekends are, but okay. I do because I work in admin job. I don't work in retail. So lucky. I know. So I'm going to go first. I think is what we decided because you went first last time. Yes. And I actually also have possibly a bonus Jonas story. So I'm going to do mine. Then you do yours. And if we're not like super over time, then I'll do my bonus Jonas. Oh, that's cool. It's like super short. I mean, I have a bonus story too. Oh, look at my oh, nose. We're both bonus, okay, but, it's, but it's because mine's really short. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where we're at with time. Okay. All right. Okay. So you can cut out half my rant. 
Okay, well, we'll see. Okay. okay. So my sources were CanadianMysteries.ca, mm-hmm. JHMoncrief.com. I don't know if I said that right. PressReader.com, JasonRobertsOnline.com. And then for my bonus Jonas, if we get to it, I used Wikipedia and the Toronto Star. Okay. Okay. So here we go. I'm doing the Red Path Mansion Murders. Ooh, yeah. You talked about this before. Did I? Yeah. No, like you told me like you were interested in doing it. I'm excited. I I don't remember, but I'm glad that you do. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because I'm like, oh, did I I do this one already? Mm -hmm. No, you just, you'd mentioned (laughs) you wanted to. Yeah. So let's go back in time because I like a good vintage, true crimey story. Mm -hmm. Back in 1854... John Redpath founded the Redpath Sugar Refinery in Montreal along the bank of the Lachine Canal. John was born in Earlston along the Scottish borders and came to Canada when he was in his 20s. The creation of the sugar refinery was the first of its kind in Canada and helped ignite an economic boom. I'm also just going to say, I'm just going to pause for a second. I kind of like half-ass wrote this. Okay. So towards the end, I kind of like gave up because I was getting tired of writing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not because it's a boring story. Yeah. But just I was I was tired of research. Okay. So and you re- like you I improvise more more and you like read more. I so. I write exactly how I'm reading it. You're forgiven. So. Let's see how it goes. So I'm just letting people know that if it sounds janky towards the end, it's just because I got bored mm-hmm. and I didn't want to write anymore. Okay. Okay. Um, it's weird I'm talking about sugar because I have the diabetes and too much could kill me or make me lose a foot. So it's kind of my own murder by sugar story. <laughs> you also did the Mr. Christie's cookie story I did, yes. as well. I did the cookie one. <laughs> we can see where your mind goes. So John was married twice, first to Janet McPhee and then following her death to Jane Drummond. Between the two wives, he had 17. Yes, you heard right. 17 children. Holy shit. I know. Well, he had two wives, so. Exactly, yes. I think he had 10 with one of them and seven with another. So still, that's a lot of kids. It is a lot of kids. Yeah. But one was probably, the second one was probably younger, so she could just yeah. start going. Can you imagine that many kids all hopped up on sugar and you that you helped bring into the country? You like, just, like, put them to work. It's like a twofer. Yeah. That, that was crazy. so Canadian, a twofer. It was a twofer. Yeah, I'm going to say no thank you to that. Okay. So, John, he's the first part of the story because he started the family and it built up into a prominent, wealthy name. And apparently only prominent families in the 1800s get scandalous murder mystery stories. Why? I don't know. You'd think those stories would get buried. (laughs) (laughs) So the next person is John's son, John James. Fun fact about John James, because fun facts are fun. Bing! He has, Did you write that in your notes? I, I always write things. Yes, I wrote that. Oh, my gosh. I even wrote oh. bing, exclamation point. Oh, my God. <laughs> Got to take a picture of your notes I don't want to forget Instagram. to stuff. Okay. So he has the same birthday as yours truly. That's me, January 13th. Whoa. We're pretty much twins. Almost exactly. Yeah. Almost exactly, yes. Too bad you didn't have as well. Yeah, I wish I didn't. <laughs> So John James had a minor role in his father's business, but it's unclear exactly what his what the role was. In 1867, John James married Ada Mills and they had five children, Amy, Peter, Reginald, Harold and Clifford. They were a close yet private family, 
They lived in a large home in an area of Montreal known as Square Mile. Apparently, this is a very upper crust prestige neighborhood where many of their neighbors were also titans of industry. I wonder if the Seagram, remember because the Seagram girls, heiresses from Nexium, they were originally, the Seagram family was originally from Montreal too. Oh, maybe they were all neighbors. Maybe. They had, they ate sugar and then drank. Yeah. Yeah. You need sugar to make alcohol, so maybe they just. Maybe they teamed up. Yeah. You never know. Not like sugar, but. Right. That was like the technical, the technical way to make it. You don't actually use sugar, sugar, but. I don't know. I I don't know how to make booze. Rum comes from sugar cane, so does sugar. Okay. (laughs) Well, there you go. Um, John James died in 1884 of paralysis. I don't really know what that means, but you know what else? From what? Paralysis. Just from being paralyzed? I guess. (laughs) Okay. I'm just going to say diabetes. (laughs) (laughs) He died from diabetes. Okay. (laughs) When her father passed away, eldest daughter Amy became the caretaker of her family. Her mother suffered from various illnesses and ailments, and from what I read, it seemed like she was suffering from depression, but in the late 1800s, no one really knew what that was, let alone have treatment for it. Mm-hmm. Amy's youngest brother, Clifford, also suffered also suffered from epileptic seizures, and again, a condition that was misunderstood and not treated. Mm. at the time once amy married the responsibility of caring for the house and his mother fell on clifford so this brings me to the third and essentially final person in the story clifford redpath clifford was born on november 17th 1876 he spent a lot of time with his sister and entered mcgill university in 1896 no i, I what did i say before 1896 he was born november 17th 1876 okay did I say that or did I say 96? There's too many sixes. I know. There's too many sixes. He was born in 76. He went to McGill University in 96. This is a sobered episode too. Like we have, we have to drink next time. I am. I've only had tea. I know. And again, I have maybe because I have the tea sweats. Oh. Like I'm sweating. You still have the tea sweats? You want I'm me to get you a glass of water? through this t-shirt. It's crazy. Anyway. Gross. <laughs> He was accepted into the law program in 1897 and graduated in 1900. However, the events that took place on June 13th, 1901 would prevent him from pursuing his law career any further. Clifford was out that day, possibly studying for his own exam, possibly enjoying a drink at the bar to relax, or possibly both. (laughs) He's a busy guy, that Clifford. I dated a guy named Clifford. Cliff. Yeah, I know. You were dating him when I met you. Yes, I was. Mm Mm-hmm. Either way, when the normally easygoing, pleasant 24-year-old came home that evening, there was something different in his personality. He walked into the family home, went to his mother's room where she had been spending much of her time because of her illness. Uh, Clifford's older brother, Peter, was visiting, and at 6 p.m., he was startled by gunshots. He ran up to his mother's room and was horrified to find his mother and brother lying on the floor, dead bullet wounds in their head hmm. so side note this occurred almost 120 years ago this weekend june june 13th so just another little tidbit fun fact for you <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like the anniversary fun facts are fun Bing. <laughs> didn't write it in that time did you i did not no, I didn't know that that was you're like happen. one was enough <laughs> <laughs> all right now there were a few weird things from this incident First, the police were not called right away and no further investigation was done. Testimony from Peter Redpath was taken, but depositions from other witnesses were also were also taken. So I guess like 
when I was reading it, no one really called the police, but I think like like the family didn't call the police, mm-hmm. but I guess like neighbors called or something. So I mean, obviously, the like eventually you're gonna have to do something with the body. So yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, there was nothing done right away, kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. you would think you see a body, you would call the police, but they didn't do that. A servant, Rosa Shallow, testified that she found two revolvers. The doctor corroborated this by saying one gun had two empty chambers and the second had one empty chamber. However, Peter claimed there was only one gun. So someone is saying that there's two guns. Mm -hmm. Peter is only saying that there's one gun. Okay. So, and again, this is also where it's probably going to get kind of confusing because I'm just going to spout off a whole bunch of things that I've read. This is like an Agatha Christie mystery. I hope people can follow this, or maybe they'll just get intrigued and look it up themselves. I okay. Don't know. <laughs> Let's see. I'm just writing a whole bunch of stuff down. <laughs> the testimony of Dr. Thomas Roddick is also suspicious because he claimed to find foam on Clifford's mouth, a side effect of his epilepsy. But he was out of town during that time and never viewed the body. So the doctor was out of town. But Mm -hmm. he's claiming he found this stuff. Okay. Plus, if Clifford was having a seizure, how could he aim and fire a gun? Also, Amy, it was said that Amy was dating the doctor and they married soon after. Oh. Yeah. So there's all this like crazy weird stuff around it. Like, is the doctor trying to cover something up? Yeah. Is Amy trying to cover something up? Did Amy just tell the doctor it? And then the doctor was like, yeah. Sure. So Amy herself came under suspicion for murder because she, I guess she was very manipulative. She was a very like loud and in charge kind of personality. Many felt that she was kind of growing weary of having to help care for her mother. So some people became suspicious of her. And I guess during like the investigation, like when police were finally called, like she was trying to order them around and being bossy about things. Mm-hmm. And it was just all like controlling very, it and stuff. Yeah. yeah, It was all very odd, I guess. Hmm. Some say Peter confronted his brother after discovering that his brother Clifford was gay, something that would have obviously caused a scandal back in the old olden times mm-hmm. when that stuff happened. People sort of think that he walked into the room where his brother and mother were and after the confrontation with his mother because it was said that peter overheard clifford telling his mother this Mm -hmm. so after the confrontation clifford shot himself and then peter used his own gun on his mother because he was tired of like her self-centered and domineering nature so i guess it was just people just think it was this one big clusterfuck clusterfuck of, of us i think amy just walked in and was like i'm done mom i don't know but <laughs> just wanted to join in on it and was like i want to shoot somebody too there's all these <laughs> there's all these allegations and suspicions and mm. conspiracies of what happened because no one really knows like yeah and i guess because like the things don't add up like with the guns and with the doctor being out mm-hmm. of town mm-hmm. things conflicting just stories yeah so the deaths were ruled obviously they were ruled a murder suicide but there's always the question of who shot who first. Women don't typically commit suicide with a gun. And how could Clifford pull the trigger if he was having a seizure? Correct. So that's why. So there's also that question. Mm-hmm. Like, But he might not have been having a seizure if nobody was actually there to see the seizure thing. Happening. Well, and he, exactly. He might not have been having a seizure. He might have killed himself when he was supposedly confessing to his mother that he was a homosexual it said that his brother shot one of the guns Mm -hmm. it said that the one gun had two empty chambers because people say that clifford 
shot his mother first and hit her shoulder and then shot her again mm-hmm. and hit her in the head and then Clifford shot himself. And then Peter came and was like, you killed Ma, I love her so much. And then he shot Clifford. Yeah, who knows? That's what I'm saying. That's why there's there's all this question wow. around okay. it. So the funeral was the funeral was also kept very private and it happened very fast after the events. Okay. Like usually there's sort of some breathing time or whatever, but it was just yeah. like boom boom boom, we got to get we got to get yeah. the bodies in the ground. So people have questions like what were the other siblings trying to hide? Why were there so many loose ends? Like why are these why is this all this suspicion mm-hmm. around it? Within weeks of the deaths, Ava and Clifford were never talked about again in the community. Oh. Yeah. And I guess the house that they live in. I feel like when that happens, you talk about somebody more in the community. Yeah. It just it just stopped. People just stopped talking about them. Oh. Um, and I guess the house that they lived in, like it was like this great big gorgeous mansion, but it had fell into disrepair. And I think in 2014, I read it was finally like they it was demolished, like it was an abandoned house. Mm-hmm. So it got demolished. And I guess there was some people that wanted it preserved because it was part of like Montreal history yeah. like, with the Red Path Sugar. And Did you say like Ava or Amy was her name? Amy oh, okay. was the daughter. Ava was the mother. Oh, so was the mother. Ava okay. and Clifford were never talked about again. Okay. That's yeah. 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 Sorry. I thought I heard it. Again. There was a, I, just, I said a lot of stuff really fast. Yeah. So... So, yeah, there's a lot of questions and there's a lot of like things that might have happened. A lot of like what ifs, a Mm. lot of how did this happen when it was this. I hate that. Today's just a fired up episode. I hate that because you'll never know. I know. Yeah, they only had, I guess, Peter's sort of firsthand account because he said that he heard a gunshot at 6 p.m. and went upstairs and both of them were already dead. Did they like take the weapons in or weapon in? Did like, because now you could probably backtrack and check that shit. You could, but you can't now. Nobody cares. Yeah. Except so, for us. yeah, that's my. <laughs> what happened to them text. now? Like, do they have, I mean, they have descendants. It's just like, just something that happened and no one cares. Like, I guess so. Because I think there's weird. a Red Path refinery in Toronto. Like, I think along, I think along the lake. Well, I don't know. Sure. You still buy Red Path. Mm-hmm. It's <laughs> still Wasn't the gro- one in like the falls. I mean, in the grocery store. I don't Wasn't know. There a Red Path Sugar place in the falls. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, that's that's Crazy. my first story. So, depending on how long yours is, I have a quick bonus Jonas story. Okay, I'll okay. go. All right. So today we're going to go on a trip across Canada. Ooh. So on, on the train. On Choo-choo. the yes, <laughs> on the train we are literally <laughs> going to go. Uh, Come on, ride a train. Yeah. So we're going to start in Vancouver, B.C. No, we don't like me singing. No, we do, but I don't know. I want to hear your bonus story. I want to get right to it. Okay. So we're going to start on the West Coast in Vancouver, B.C. Uh, we're going to Waterfront Station. This is on 601 West Cordova Street in the trendy Gastown area. Okay. So that's basically like where you go to have beers and stuff after work, like the cool hipster I've never been area. to B.C., but I want to go. Yeah, I lived there, so. Yes. Um, so we can't add that to our list because you've already been there? No, I love it. I'll go literally Okay, any so we'll day. go back. I miss it every single day. All right. But yeah, it was like the kind of trendy where you go after work to have a couple beers and stuff in the craft brewery districty area. Okay. So the station was built in 1915 by the Canadian Pacific Railway Company. Um, it's Today, it's mostly, um, there's a big, big restaurant and it's mostly business offices. So the it's usually security guards that experience ghosts sightings and hauntings these are the common ones so they often hear footsteps kind of just around and with nobody around 
also, and they hear it all over the place. Um, in one corner, they have seen the apparition of an old woman regularly. The fun one is there's a 1920s girl in like a flapper oh. costume and she dances in a quarter. That's fun. Yeah. They even say that they, they, they have heard, it sounds like they can faintly hear the music she's dancing to. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to approach her, the music stops and she just disappears. Oh yeah. She doesn't want a dancing partner. No, but how fun is that? That's pretty fun. She's just, she's having a party of one. Yeah. Yeah. Party in the USA, but at Canada. Um, <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Party style. in the Canada. <laughs> So upstairs, where like a lot of the business offices are, they there's a lot of poltergeist activity. So they'll hear things, mm-hmm. um, and then they'll go up to find that desks have been moved and things are to sort. And this happens regularly. Like it's just common right. happenstance for them. Now there's no reason necessarily for any of these hauntings. Like there's no stories behind them. There's no um, that I could find. But um, there is a story um, about what happened out on the tracks where there is often an apparition. Hub Clark, who was a brakeman, was working on the tracks one day when he was ran over. Ooh. Often seen wandering the tracks. And then he's actually also seen around, just hanging around Gastown. Oh. <laughs> so I don't know. Just chilling? Yeah, he liked to go for his beers after work, too. Chilling and... out Boston, relaxing all cool? Yeah. Is he shooting some b-ball no. outside the school? He's not shooting I bet there's a couple the of guys. They were up to no good. <laughs> They started making trouble in his neighborhood. So we're going to Saskatchewan now. That's busy. <laughs> cut you right off Just cut there. me off. It's mm-hmm. okay. If you mm-hmm. don't stop me, I'll continue. I know you will. It's cute. And you'll do it in that same exact tone the whole time. <laughs> like I'm just having a conversation. Yeah. Um, not that I don't love me some fresh prints. <laughs> so we are going to travel down from the west coast into the prairies and we're going to saskatchewan to st louis for the st louis ghost light oh okay um so it's a really small village there's only about 450 people that live there oh it's south of prince albert don't know where that is saskatchewan is really flat and boring and full of all these really tiny towns what if we have lots of listeners from Saskatchewan? Please send us some interesting stories and we'll give you a shout out for sure. But send us your Saskatchewan story. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure like everywhere there's stuff to do. I have a friend that lives in Regina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of flat and plain and cold in the winter. Yeah. Sometimes there's when we were like traveling through, there was tornadoes. It was bizarre. Oh, wow. So yeah, so the sightings here that I'm talking about started in the 1920s and hundreds of people like have said that they've seen it throughout the years and they've seen them more than one time. Like it happens frequently apparently. Mm-hmm. And um, what it is, it's like a strong light that's heading down the old train route. And sometimes they like can see, they see a red tinge with it or a red light with it. There are like photos and videos and everything of these lights. And so yeah, it's pretty common. And the tracks are now gone, but it's kind of like a teenage rite of passage to go to the tracks to watch the lights. Yeah. There is a story, and the story is that there was a train conductor who was checking something out when the train reversed somehow and took his head off. (gasps) Ew. Yeah, and the light is supposed to be the conductor searching for his head. Oh, no. Yeah. That's horrible. It's creepy. They all have stories that are attached to it, which I guess makes sense. Do you remember when you were a kid and they used to like tell you like don't play on the railway tracks uh-huh yeah do you remember that commercial with oh what was his name astar the robot or whatever and he was like this robot kid and he would do all these tricks and flips and stuff and then he like fell and his arm fell off and he's like i'm astar the robot i can put my arm back on you can't stay safe do you remember that you no 
that was very entertaining though like i just watched you with your actions and like the whole storyline you gotta youtube it it, it was the a highlight it, of this podcast was i that right i remember that vividly really yes i definitely remember seeing like some pretty horrific PSAs and stuff that they used to have when we were kids mm-hmm. that they used to show us. And they had one right by our school, by high school. So we used to, they used to show it there too. Yeah. Did you ever watch Fried Green Tomatoes? It's so good. It's on Netflix right I now. I feel like maybe. No. Yeah. No, I don't think so. I don't oh know. my God. Why? I watched it ages ago. It happens at the beginning. So just like, you know, spoiler alert. But like the, um, the brother, the really cute brother or whatever gets. Oh, wait, isn't it Chris O'Donnell or something? Yes, it is. It's yes. Okay. I have stuck. seen it. I, we put it on at a mom's weekend at the cottage one time. Yeah. And I had never seen it, but I think everyone else had. So they put that on because everyone was like, oh, it's great. You'll love it. But then we ended up taking it off because we were all talking during it. And yeah, I was trying just to watch it. it yeah. And they were like, guys, we got to turn this off because this is a movie you got to pay attention yeah, to. Yeah, it is. It's and like Sarah's an emotional. Never seen it. Yeah, yeah. It's an emotional <laughs> movie. You can't not. You should watch so, it. It's good. Yeah. You'll cry. Okay. Um, right from the beginning. Doesn't one? Doesn't someone have diabetes in that? Or is that, am I thinking of a different movie? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I think so, actually. I don't know. Anyways. Anyway. Um, but it, no, it traumatizes you. Like, there are lots of stories about people messing around around the train tracks and dying. So it's not surprising that there are so many ghost stories. So I am skipping parts of Canada because I only chose a few stories. And, um, That's okay. Like, found what I could find. And we are coming right to Thorold, Ontario. <gasps> Thorold! To the Blue Ghost Tunnel, Ooh. which we talked about when we did the Screaming Tunnel, like briefly, yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think we mentioned it, and it comes up a lot when I look up haunted places in Canada. Yeah, so can I just tell you this bullshit first of all, though? Absolutely. Because years ago, when I was like, I don't know, maybe 20, maybe, maybe 19, 20, I don't know, I went to try to find this fucking Blue Ghost Tunnel. food or something on my chin. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, you're over here like... <laughs> That's um, on my chin. I tried to find this tunnel and I Googled it and there was no information on it. No. And that was only like 10 years ago-ish. Well, there's tons now. There is so much information on yeah. this now. And I'm like, how funny is it that there was nothing before? Like we were trying to find it because it's not easy to find actually. Yeah. You have to like get out and walk. And the funny thing is I went to try to find it with Mike before we had kids once. So even years after that. And again, I Googled it and couldn't find how to get there. We went to go to where we thought it was, and which is is actually accurately where it was and it was nighttime because I'm just a weirdo who's like let's go find ghosts at nighttime mm-hmm. well that's and, the time to go mm-hmm, there was like a ring of cars out in the middle of nowhere yeah and like there was like a light or a fire or something and I was like oh my god this is like satanic cult activity I was like let's because we started walking towards it. it's a far walk in yeah and we started walking we saw all these cars and stuff and I was like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. we're gonna be sacrificed we have to leave like right now <laughs> and that's my only experience I didn't even get in to see the tunnel so I've never been. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. Okay, go. Obviously, you haven't been there. Right? I have not, no. Um, so it's also known as the Meriton t- Tunnel. It is 140 years old. It was completed in ni- 1876. We're back to those 1876, the same year the guy was born. Yeah. Yeah. And com- and it was completed, or that's when it was completed, and it closed in 1915. There could be a reason why it's haunted, because it is said to be super haunted, like, growing up here local lore it's it's pretty well known mm-hmm. because over a hundred people died in the construction of the canal oh did you know that i did in, not like the welland canal so for our listeners who aren't from here there's a canal I'm that not from here yes or listeners who aren't familiar <laughs> with the area there's a canal that runs from like ontario up to lake erie right it goes to lake erie i think i, I don't know I don't but i just know when the bridge is up it's the painest and the asses yeah, yeah ever yeah and sometimes all three of the bridges that we're trying to get through 
I know. And there's more than three. And then you text your friends and you're like, oh, the bridge is up. I'm going to be 30 minutes. Yeah. There's a radio station that tells you when the bridge is going to be up. And it's uh-huh. not always correct because I don't want to triangulate where I live. But I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> there are like five bridges, though. You live know. in the Niagara region. Mm, sure. Some psycho person's going to listen to this podcast and find me and murder me for sure. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> um, I just saw a meme that was like that. That was like me hearing a, it was like me hearing a sound in my basement. And then it was like, and it had like that terrifying look. And then it was like me realizing I'm going to be on a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just for the record, I'd rather be alive. Also at the site, a boulder killed a teenager who was 14 years old. Oh. Yeah. So right there. In 1903, there was a train crash um, that killed both firemen. I don't know what that job is, but each train has a fireman, and it killed the train, the two firemen. So Charles Horning and Abraham DeSalt. So yeah, so there was quite a bit of a... Uh, a lot of activity. Crazy things that happened there. Um, the activity that people talk about are voices and shouts, which is one I've heard people say that they've heard there, which I know could be like your regular fuckery, but mm-hmm. um, it doesn't seem like that at all. There are cold spots. There is being physically pushed without anybody around to do it. The most popular, the blue ghost, there is apparently a blue um, apparition. So yeah. Bonus also, another little bonus. <laughs> There's There was apparently an abandoned cemetery that had been flooded in the area, but nobody knows where it is. The tunnel is also mostly flooded and it's boarded up on the other side now. So you, you actually can get in, but it's quite wet and you shouldn't really go because... I don't want to go in a wet tunnel. There are is apparently satanic cult activity as well. Because <laughs> I believe I saw it. So now I'm going to have to move because everyone knows where I live. <laughs> I just have to like go cross them all the time. And they say they're at the wrong time. Just cut that other part about where I live in. You didn't okay. say anything of where you live. I know. Lots of people cross the bridges all the time. I know, I know, that I know. That doesn't mean you live like anywhere near it. I know. Um <laughs> When I worked at Queen's Landing, I had to cross the bridge quite a bit. Yeah. <laughs> one of the bri- one of the five bridges that get there. So the next place we're going to is all the way out to Prince Edward Island. So Ooh, Prince- P-E-I. P-E-I. So Prince Edward Island Represent. is like way far. You actually have to get a ferry or the, I think it's like the longest seawater bridge ever Ooh. in history. I don't know. But it's pretty cool because when you're on it, you can't see either. At one point, you can't see either land on either side. And it's really right. creepy. Um, we were on it a few years ago. Just saying. So on the Confederate, so this is about the Confederation Trail train wreck. So on this, on this, in this place where the train tracks were um, in De Blois, it was actually investigated by the PEI Ghost Hunters Society. Oh, okay. Sounds like great people. I will have to send them an email letting them know that they're in our podcast. And they recorded that they experienced temperature drops and light flickers, uh, where like little um, pieces of light and they didn't know where it came from. But people say they often see there are huge balls of light and feel like a rushing feeling coming towards them. A lot of people go in their car and wait for their car to um, wait in their car to experience. And um, they also hear phantom train whistles, which is kind of creepy. Can you imagine? And the story is that in February 1932, there was a huge snowstorm and a train got stuck. So the two there were two crewmen that went back to the water tower I don't really know what that means but I guess they went back to warn there's a night train coming and they wanted to stop them but after it didn't come they started to head back and they went to help um, shovel out the train that was stuck uh, when the train did show up (laughs) Um, it sounds so happy upbeat Upbeat. Um, we try to keep things 
a beat. A beat, yeah. So they were struck before the train was. And four men died, 11 injured, which is not that awful. The men that died, I do have their names. So rest in peace, Leo James Murphy, Elliot Gavin, Benjamin Richard, and James G. Hessian. All right. Now I have a bonus story. Okay. There's time. Yes, there's time. Do your bonus story and then I'll do my bonus story. Okay, so we're off to Conception Bay South in Newfoundland and Labrador. There are two separate places that are really kind of like melded into one. So the northish part of Labrador, the southish part of Newfoundland, um, right in the middle there is where this takes place. And this is from the Salt Wire, which is an online news forum. They did have one for PEI too. So I did come across the, sto- the Dubois story in that as well. Okay. So this is the legend of Miss Malloy. So Miss Malloy was a bride-to-be and she was left at the altar. So jilted and distraught, she decided to, well, she didn't decide. She just started walking and ended up walking along the tracks around Eason Road. Hearing a train coming, she hurried to move off the tracks, but her long dress got caught on a railway spike. And well, you know the rest. Yes. Um, Are you going to tell it though? Or we just... She got hit by the train. Okay. All right. (laughs) So I have two accounts from the story so the other stories that i did um i did not write down my sources but there were plenty of sources on them mm-hmm. even though like i said a few years ago you couldn't find anything on the blue ghost they had multiple sources and were kind of very historical based mm-hmm. whereas this one is kind of a little more local legend folklore that's why it's my bonus story okay um and my mom grew up in the east coast and there's like shit tons of stories like this it's crazy bananas b-a-n-a-s <laughs> so the first yeah, B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> you did not. You spelled it's, it's like when Homer, you spelled it like the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> it's like when Homer was spelling smart. Yeah, I am so smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R T. <laughs> oh my! I spelled bananas wrong. We're just all over the place with. That's I hope bananas. This, yeah, that's bananas. Okay, so the first story, the first experience that I have here is a teenage boy recounts walking down the tracks and hearing footsteps. So he nervously turns around thinking like someone's following him, but no one's there. Worse, the stones were moving as if disturbed one step at a time. Yeah, Um, basically he just ran home, (laughs) like ran the rest of the way. Yeah. And then another story is was is from Natasha, who was walking late one night after spending a night with friends, and she was walking on the tracks, and she saw a white fog-like blob-like figure, and she moved closer to it, to only to see a young woman in a white dress with her head down, looking sad. Oh. Mm-hmm. And then she said the woman um, headed off down a little pathway and then disappeared. Aww. Yeah. So she said it was like very. She's like it was. The, the first time I experienced something so intensely paranormal. Yeah. And it wasn't really scary. It was just kind of very vibrant mm-hmm. and very obvious. And that was it. Crazy. I Who like knew it. there were so many, like, I was just trying to, like, look for Canadian things and that, like, these railway stories kept coming out. And I was like, okay. Well, cool. it would make sense. I'm sure railways have a lot of death, like I was saying. Death they're quite and... dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And it's, like, funny because a lot of these railways are now closed and don't exist at all. Yeah. There's no the story I did in PEI there are no trains anymore so mm-hmm. it's weird crazy okay so you ready for my bonus Jonas story bonus Jonas all right it's 1951 Maple Leaf Gardens has an attendance of 14,577 fans cheering the sound is exhilarating and gives the players the adrenaline they need to win it's overtime game five Leafs versus Canadians both teams fans on the edge of their seats oh my god I- it sounds like a few weeks ago sorry <laughs> 
Um, my family has a hockey pool, and I picked the Las Vegas. Is it? Are they the Vikings? Yeah. The nope. No. Not even are, close. What are they? Or the Golden Knights. Golden Knights. Stop always, talking about hockey, Sarah. You're I always want to say Vikings. Yeah. So do I, because it does look like the armor does. You're yeah. Right. You're so right. I picked them because Vegas is all sparkly and crazy. Oh my god. So that's why I picked Vegas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hate saying it on the air, but I am a Habs fan, so I'm super excited. I'm, I'm not. I'm a snack fan. I go to hockey games for the snacks. Oh, yeah, I'm a big I, hockey fan. I really yeah. don't care. Um, but yeah, everybody's been waiting for this match, that matchup between them, because it's been years since they've played. So go ahead with your story. Okay. So at the last second, the puck flies into the net. The hero of the night, Bashin Bill Barilko. This wasn't Barilko's first rodeo when it comes to hoisting the cup. He had won it three times prior. Fran- fans swarmed the ice, full of excitement and joy. Okay, Bill was born in Timmins, Ontario in 1927. He started his career playing in the Pacific Coast Hockey League for the Hollywood Wolves. I, yeah, I've never heard of them. Okay. I don't know. And was Oh later- my God, Mike and his whole family would know. Okay, well then you should have him listen to this part of the podcast. Okay, he will. And he was later drafted to the Toronto Maple Leafs, a team that he'd always wanted to play for. Um, and he played there for five seasons. In his last season, he, w- he wore number five, which was later retired. The August after winning the last Stanley Cup game, Bill headed out on a fly-in fishing trip with his friend Rupert House. His mother was worried about, about him flying into the remote bush areas. Bill told his mom not to worry and left for the weekend of fishing. His mother was so angry she didn't even kiss him goodbye. Her intuitions were right, though, as the two men never made it to their destination. For two months, rescue crews scoured over 78,000 kilometers of bush and terrain, but there was no trace of the plane. Rumors spread that Bill was possibly smuggling gold into northern Ontario, into northern Ontario or that he went to Russia to teach hockey. In June 1962, 11 years after his disappearance, a helicopter pilot happened to spot the reflection of metal through the thick trees. It was the plane. Coincidentally, this was just weeks after the Leafs had won the Stanley Cup. They hadn't won it for the 11 years that Bill was missing. That's the end of the story. You may also be familiar with the tragically hip song, 50 Mission Cap, which is about Bill Barocco. (laughs) (laughs) So I that, like that. That was just my bonus, Jonas. That was a good bonus story. Yeah, because it kind of was a little bit of mystery, even though it was solved at the end. Yeah. But they don't know how the plane went down. They don't know if there was like a malfunction or if there was like a weather something mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, 11 years, they didn't find it. And the Leafs didn't win the cup within that 11 years. That's crazy. And then like two weeks. I didn't know that. That's cool. Before they found the plane, they had won it. And I, then I think that they won it in maybe a couple more years after that, and they haven't won. And then they haven't won like it since then. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a while. Maybe there's another player missing. I, um, <laughs> I feel like a few of them have been missing for a very long time. But I did not. So present. Get, I did not get this information from a hockey card because that's a line in the song. Oh, I stole this from a hockey it, card. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, it's a line in the song. Like the whole song is is basically what I just read. Yeah, no, I've heard this. I know the song. I know the yeah. story as well, but. So. I love that you did a tragically hip reference. I love that. Well, it's, that was my bonus Jonas Oh, Canada it's so it good. How could we not keep a, that in there? It was I good. Know, I liked it. It kind of had a bit of a mystery to it. If we have American listeners, because they're just going to be like, what the fuck are these just girls talking about? Just listen to the song 50 Mission Cap. And... No, just listen to the tragically hip and become a great human. I don't know. 
I figure if you're not listening to Tragically Hip on Canada Day, what are you doing? I know. It's You just have to. I was on a conference call with a bunch of people and I was like super bumming because it was the day that Gore died. Mm-hmm. Which is so sad. I know. And I was like, they were like, Megan, you're not very talkative. And I was like, you don't understand. It's a big day in Canada today. I was like, the whole country's, <laughs> I was like, the whole country's mourning. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, a national treasure pass today. And I was what like would, emotional be, and crying. But what would be the American equivalent? Like Kevin and I have discussed this. Would it be... Um, Springsteen. That's what I. That's Back what I in the day, say. it would be. I don't know if it's as. Yeah, it, yeah, it probably. Yeah, he kind of denounced America for a while, but he's like their golden boy. Because I don't know what the equivalent would be. Yeah, something like that, probably. Someone that represents or like America, like a lot of Americans like country, but I just not that big on the genre to kind of mm-hmm. figure that out. I don't know. I liked it. Good job. But yeah, that was my. I think that service. was like you just like topped the whole. Good job. It's the cherry Good on the top. There. Yeah. So what's your throwback? My th- my throwback is E-Bombs World. The what? E-Bombs World. E-Bombs World. You don't know what E-Bombs World is. Yes, no. you do. Yes, you do. We'll talk about it. I'm going to look it up right now. No, don't look it up because it doesn't even look like what it used to look like because it still exists. But E-Bombs oh. World was like the go-to for weird, not even weird, but like internet content, kind of like it was like a pre-Chive website and it had videos. Like it was before YouTube, it was before the Chive I'm on it right now. I've never heard of this. I don't know what this is. Okay, well, way back in you have stumped me the 2000s. You stumped me all the time, so I'm glad. <laughs> I don't know how you don't know what it is because it had like super relevant stuff on it. Like it, they used to have these soundboards. We used to do this all the time to like we used to call people all the time and use the soundboards. And the soundboards would just be like clips from like you could do a clueless soundboard. Okay, so you I would like call somebody is. and like prank call them, and you would use like clips from Clueless. Or we used Buffy a lot. Okay. And so, like, we we called, like, our neighbor, and he's like, who is this? And she's like, I'm Buffy. And, like, just <laughs> funny shit like that all the time. So they have soundboards. They would have, like, animations. Have you heard of Salad Fingers? No. So another throwback. They had – that's where I saw Salad Fingers for the first time. I, I feel like maybe I've heard of that. It's so, it was such a weird animation that, like – I don't know. Went – viral quotes in quotes back in the day yeah I just like it was before all of the stuff we have now it was the precursor to everything basically I don't know what this is it had funny just funny videos I think that's where the peanut butter jelly time I think that video was first posted on e-bombs world maybe I like that Nicholas likes peanut butter jelly time um I hate it I find it annoying but I'm pretty (laughs) sure it originated on I could be listen I could totally be wrong with that but like the first time a lot of my friends or anyone I knew saw was there Mm -hmm. yeah I also like making pancakes making bacon pancakes making bacon and i put it in a pancake i think that was on adventure time i think the kid i think the like that's one of the things that my kid listens to in school or oh, something maybe. i don't know <laughs> e-bombs world i can't believe you don't know even world it was like when the internet started Sorry. not when the internet started because that was but you know what i mean it was like when it took off it was like the first original yeah oh I've never heard of it. I have like little isms. Like, you know how you remember all of your shows? You have like every quote and like, obviously like I can, I understand what you're talking about half the time, but I have little things from E-Bomb's world, like little things that stick in my head from Mm -hmm. like their little animations and stuff like that from way back in the day. their thing. Yeah. No, I, okay. But E-Bomb's world wasn't just me that it was like a big thing. I don't know. Maybe Kevin might know. I don't know. I was, I've never, I'm even now, like I'm not one of those people that goes on YouTube and like watches videos. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what videos are trending or whatever. Yeah. But Kevin does. Yeah. So he might know. Yeah. This is, like, this was, like, right before all that stuff became really big. E-Bombs World was, like, the place you went for all that weird shit content. There's, like, this funny video. 
It's like somebody took with a webcam and she's like singing. She's like, I don't know, in her webcam, a guy comes up and like hits her with a phone book. Oh. And it plays on a loop. It's so funny. Oh my God. Maybe I've seen know. these things, but when it went on, went on to YouTube. Yeah, when it went on to something else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what this is. I mean, I don't, I didn't look up facts. So it could have come out after YouTube or whatever. <laughs> but what I'm saying is like, those other things did not explode until now. And now when you go on it, it's just a clusterfuck of things. There's TikToks on there. There's YouTubes. There's everything's on it. But back in the day, it was totally different. So yeah, E-Bombs World. So my throwback is Fido Dido. Fido Dido. Do you remember who this is? So it was a little cartoon character. It was a sketch. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just looking at the Wikipedia right now because I didn't write it. Mm -hmm. I know it's about it. But I remember it. Okay. Because I had a sweater with Fido Dido on it. It was like a doodle that this person named Joanna Farone and Sue Rose, they created it on like a napkin or something. Okay. And I guess it was really popular in New York and it was on like t-shirts and stuff like that. And then okay. it got licensed to PepsiCo in 1988. Oh. So you might remember it from like seven up cans and stuff. It was just this guy and it was this like black and white doodle of a guy. Uh, I know who you're talking about. And it had like kind of spiky hair. Yeah. When you said the cans, I get it. Yeah. 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 Nobody would know that's called, though, but everyone's probably seen it. Well, I knew that it was called Fido Dido. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my throat. And I, I had a sweater with really? like, Fido Dido on it. Yeah. yeah, I remember it from 7-Up. Yeah. Yeah. So I that was my throwback. Okay. I was also going to throw back Fruit Wrinkles. Do you remember Fruit Wrinkles? No. They were fruit snacks. That's it? And they were, <laughs> but they were called Fruit Wrinkles, and they were, like, the best fruit snacks, and they were, like, little, like, weird... Like an overly kind of shape, and they tasted so good. Mm. Oh, Fruit no wrinkles. clue. No clue what you're talking about. That's okay. <laughs> that, I always talk about there was an oatmeal in the like way back, and you would like you pour like the jam over top of the oatmeal. I don't know. It came with like a jam packet or something, and you pour it over top, and it was so good. And you like I don't. It just disappeared, and nobody knows what I'm talking about whenever I talk about it. And I like randomly get my mouth is watering a little. Like I randomly get cravings for it because whatever that jam was, it was just like a gross jelly syrup or whatever. Yeah, freaking delicious. It was the best. Those were some good throwbacks. Yeah, that neither of us have heard about from the other person, but I like it. No, it's fun. You, you knew what Fido Dido was. I do. I do. I totally know what. What it you is. knew what it was when I said the Seven Up thing. Yeah, I did yeah. immediately. Yeah. So crazy. I guess, like, so well, so this won't be out on Canada Day. So have a fun it'll Canada be, Day. It will be the week after. So I hope when you do have Canada Day, you enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Have a drink. Listen to some Tragically Hip or the Hip. The Hip. If if you. They just released all those new songs. Yes. Yeah. So we're not superstitious, but we're a little stitious. Bye. Bye.